0: So, the big question is this How do ordinary people like us that weren't born into money create true financial freedom, take back control of our lives, and live a life full of purpose, meaning, and fulfillment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the strategies that the wealthy know and use that the rest of us weren't taught to create true financial freedom. My name is David Bell, and welcome to Pocket Mastermind. Elsie, welcome to the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks
1: so much for having me. I'm I'm doing well.
0: You're welcome. Uh, Today I'm recording a bunch of... uh, Episodes and and from all different parts of the world. So the first one today was Australia, but you in the states and uh, a couple more from the states later on. So it's, uh, it's a global experience for me today.
1: <laughs> I got it. Well, you, you're working through it.
0: <laughs> it's good to get out, yeah, and we were just chatting beforehand. It's good to get the uh, insight and experiences of people from different parts of the world with everything that's going on right now. So yeah, it's really good. And um, so today we're going to talk a bit, kind of about mindset, and uh, but before we do that, I want to kind of learn a bit more about you uh and what led you to your journey uh and your podcast um enterprise now uh, and everything And you know you're you're a speaker and you're a writer and all of this stuff and what kind of where's your journey been to to where you are now talking to me
1: yeah, so in my life story in two minutes, uh, you know, I grew up in a small town. Uh, re- when I say small, I mean small, small, right? No, no stoplights, one grocery store, one gas station type town where everybody knew everybody, um, and so it it was it was a really really cool upbringing. You know, I played outside all the time. You know, went to school, just the, the normal, you know, childhood. So I uh, grew up. Went to school for um, electronics technology, became an electrical engineer for um, for some time, worked my way up or down uh, to upper uh, management, Um, did that for uh, a a season and uh, really just got tired of it. Wanted to take the cap off of what I could earn, take the cap of creativity off of creativity. Um, So I decided to strike out on my own Um, and I wanted to to start a podcast where I can meet bright business people and learn from them. You know, I didn't want to to read it in a book. I didn't want to read how to be an entrepreneur from, you know, written by so-and-so. I wanted to learn from actual entrepreneurs who were doing it. And so I started the podcast and uh, initially the plan was to start this this internet radio station. And my podcast was just going to be one of the shows on the station. And we were going to talk business 24 seven from all over across the world. And um, what happened was I I ran across an actual podcast and I fell in love with the medium and I started, because I'm a planner, I started doing research on where the medium had been, where it was at the time and where it was going. And I felt like podcasting was going to, in the next four to five years, was going to explode. And so I shut down the internet radio station and focused on my podcast, you know, 100%. And um, I would have these post-interviews, and people would say thing, to me things like, um, and you got to remember, David, this was before everybody had a podcast, right? So it was still kind of a novelty. They would say, you know, wow, it's was, it was really cool that you have this, this podcast. And, uh, you know, they would say, I wish I could do a podcast, but I don't know where to start or um, I don't know what I would talk about or I don't understand the tech. And one day I got smart, and I said, hmm, I know how to start a podcast. I started this one. Why don't I help you start your podcast? You pay me money and everybody wins. And that's kind of how the agency piece of, the, of Enterprise Now was born. And over the years, I would add in um, different objections as services to my business. Um, and recently, I'm um, transitioning my business away from Enterprise Now into Podcast Town. Offering the the same services, just moving um, both the podcast and all of our services under the Podcast Town banner
0: So what what led to the change?
1: Well, funny story, David, I was brainstorming one day and thinking about what can, I, what can I do? What can I do to serve people? And I came up with the idea I would start a group coaching program And so I was telling my business coach about it and he's like, you know, it's a great idea, you should do that But remember, Elsie, keep it simple and um so i have took his advice i did the group coaching program but i did not keep it simple i it turned into a complete rebrand of my entire company right i wanted to give the group a name and then one thing led to another and um and my coach is like you know podcast town is the brand and i said to him i said what do you mean he's like podcast town is the brand he said when i hear podcast town i know what that i know what what that means and after about two or three sessions of kind of me trying to convince him to change his advice i finally gave in and said okay podcast town is the brand
0: <laughs> it must be quite a big uh, a big change though a big undertaking to go from something you've been working on for quite a long time to now moving across to uh, to start again What's that what's that experience been like?
1: Yeah, that's what I told him. Um but he had no sympathy. He's like, you know, suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> podcast Town is a brand. Um yeah, it 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 it's been a it's been a shift, but I but I'm glad I did it because um he was right. Podcast Town is a a, a really solid brand mm-hmm. and um instead of having the the Enterprise Now podcast, now I'm launching two podcasts in its in its place. <laughs> um so, this info, no. Of course, <laughs> but but you know I, I think long term it it was a really 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 good move. It was um, to your point. It, it's hard to take your baby and and change and move in a different direction, but I think that's what makes entrepreneurship fun and that's what makes entrepreneurship cool. Because because of those changes, you can um, make adjustments and change when when those changes are needed.
0: Well, and so since you when you originally started and and obviously. You progressed and, and as the whole medium has progressed as well what are the what are the big lessons you've learned along your journey whether it be as an entrepreneur um, but also as a podcaster
1: ironically they're they're almost um one and the same right um, podcasting is is very very similar to running a business um you have to identify your target market you have to understand what makes you unique. You have to understand what is your um, unique uh, vow, uh, proposition. Um, it's, you, you have a budget, you have, I mean, it's, it's almost the exact same. Um, so some of the things that I've learned over the the years is the only, the only constant is change. You know, one, one minute it looks like the medium is going this direction and then Joe Rogan happens. And then Michelle Obama launches a podcast and it just shakes up the entire industry. And it's like, oh, okay, this is the direction it's going. So I think, um, again, just being malleable, being able to make adjustments and and change and shift, which is one of the advantages of being small, right, is because I can look at the market and say, oh, it's going this direction and then make that, that shift, whereas the bigger guys, they're committed <laughs> to whatever direction they're they're going and so they could just kind of have to watch it uh fall apart as as we've seen you know I'm, I won't mention the the companies by name but you know there are um, some certain companies who have staked their claim at, in, in a certain direction and it hasn't worked out and they can't just shift and change so that's one thing that I've I've learned is is being um adaptable and um able and willing to to shift and change as the the Medium continues to mature, um, which is the the positive of it, right? I mean, podcasting is still in its infancy. It hasn't even established industry wide norms or, and and things like that. So that is really exciting to be a part of it.
0: And that's a good reminder because I think sometimes you think that because it's been around, it has been around a while. But it was, it, I think, it was kind of a spin off of radio shows and various other stuff in the early days, right? And then a few really early adopters. And now it's become quite popular and the barrier to entry um, is lower and you can, you know, you can start it with a w- wide range of, from using your mobile phone to decent mics or whatever. And there's a whole mix in between. And, and you know, lots of people, myself included, started one <laughs> over the, over this year, particularly particularly with like uh, COVID and everything happening. I think a lot of people were sat around thinking, well, now's a good time to do this stuff. And it, so it makes it, I think it's easy to feel at the, in the moment that maybe it's further more mature and further progressed than it actually is. And you, it's easy to forget that really, it's still very, very early days if you compare it to you know TV, radio and any other medium.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And So it's people like you, David, that made it so hard for me to get equipment back in the early part of the year. <laughs> I would have a client and I would go and try to order a microphone or really even a headset and I just could not find them. And it was crazy. But but again, good at the same time is because it's like, OK, a lot of people are getting getting into the medium. So that's encouraging. But at the same time, because of you, David, I couldn't find equipment anywhere.
0: <laughs> I, I got in really early, but I, 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 I started to plan this around the end of last year. And, and so okay. I kind of bought the gear in January. I was lucky. Got it. I had the plan. I think uh, a lot of other people around March time probably ran into some shortages <laughs> I did with gym equipment <laughs> because suddenly my gym was closed and I needed to train at home and, and everybody had bought a pull-up bar. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they didn't exist, right? So I think the same kind of thing probably happened with podcast gear. Yep. What's the, what have been some of the big personal challenges and things that you've had to overcome on your journey and, and kind of what of approach have you taken to overcoming those? Because I think, you know as we talk now like lots of people have started a podcast it all sounds like great fun we'll we'll start a podcast but after a while you probably want to start to think about well how do I make this popular and start growing it and and it can be challenging and and like with everything it comes down to your mindset and your approach so how have you approached your own you know your own journey your ups and the downs and and are there any any moments you can talk about where you kind of like had to push through or
1: yeah, um, those moments come more than I would like to admit. Um, but, you know, I think you, you talk about mindset and you talk about um, just having the right, the right mission and objective. For, for me, entrepreneurship is a calling. You know, I'm not doing this because I wanted to be a, a quadrillionaire, right? I'm not doing it because I want to be famous or because I want the, the glamour. I, I am literally doing this because I'm called to do this um, and and when you're called to do something, you're unstoppable. you know you you there's nothing that could happen that can deter you because you know you're called to do this and so my mindset is, you know if I have to make an adjustment, if I have to make a shift or a change, all right, let's make a shift and a, and a change and, and, and uh, the adjustment because what what other options are there this is I, I'm number one I'm built for this and number two I'm not going anywhere and and I'm in it for the long haul so you know quitting never really crosses my mind it's more like okay maybe it's going to take a little bit longer um, but my mindset is is just pressing until I am until I meet until I get the mark I mean it there's no other option it's, it's almost like I'm a, I'm a basketball guy, so I'm watching the um, the Eastern Conference Finals. And my, nobody thought that the Miami Heat would be in the NBA Finals this year, inclu- including myself. <laughs> but they have this determination, this unwavering belief in themselves that they don't care what anybody says, they are going to accomplish their goal. That's me to the T. It's like I'm the underdog. Nobody, th- Nobody thought that I would be here. Nobody thinks that I'm going to do the things that I'm going to do but yet I have this unwavering belief in myself, um, not because I'm special, but because I'm called um, that I'm going to achieve the goal. Um, so to answer your question, it, entrepreneurship is very difficult. Um, mentally, it's difficult physically, um, and it's difficult financially. Um, and I think you, you really have to, again, uh, in my opinion, you have to be called for it because it's not for the faint of heart and you have to have a, um, a solid plan on how you're gonna accomplish your goals and you every single day you wake up and you, um, you chip away at it and you do the, the little things, the, the things that aren't glamorous, um, that, that show up in the long run.
0: And what's your, on that, on that subject, and I think it's something that I think is very important, is what's your approach to goal setting and planning? how how frequently do you review goals set goals what's your pro what's your process because i'm you know something i'm really passionate about and the reason of setting up the pocket mastermind in the first place was just a sheer lack of life skills that gets taught to all of us throughout school and through life right when we're not really ever set to talk to set any goals other than i know Go to college or whatever it is and then then what you fall off a cliff really there's no no real plan in place um and money management and, and emotional regulation these kind of core functionalities that or, or skills that we we're not given and, and so one of those areas really the starting point is goal setting and planning so interested to if you can share your approach to that
1: yep so i typically do a one three and five year um goals And then what I do is I work my way backwards. Um, So I'll have an overarching goal. For example, let's say it's start a podcast. Um, And then I work my way backwards and and really down to the actions. What actions do I need to take um, every quarter, every month, every week, and every day? Mm -hmm. And so I have my top three. And if my action on a a day-to-day basis does not align with that goal, then I don't do it. You know, if I wasn't in the podcast industry, I wouldn't be doing a podcast right now because that wouldn't be a part of my overall goal, right? So I, I literally break it all the way down to my daily actions and my e- every single hour <laughs> needs to be um, aligned with one of those goals. If it's not, then I don't do it.
0: That's good. And how do, do you then on a weekly basis, are you reviewing your weekly, daily? How do you, how do you go about reviewing the, the kind of the short term stuff?
1: Yep. I typically review those weekly. So on a Friday, um, Thursday, Friday, I look at the, the week um, before and I kind of evaluate, okay, I, I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. And then I kind of evaluate, well, why was I too busy? Or was it, was it really not in alignment with the overall goal? Or was it because I, whatever the reason I identify that, I analyze it and then I correct it for the next week. Um, So by Thursday, Friday, my next week is already set down to the, again, the hour from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. interview with David (laughs) from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. doing this and making sure, again, that everything is in alignment with those top goals. Um, Otherwise, I I don't do it. Um, So I'm evaluating those weekly um, and then monthly and then quarterly. So if I get to the end of the quarter and there's a lot of circles Uh, on my my, uh, list of things that I either didn't get to or didn't get accomplished, then one of two things, either either it wasn't in alignment in the first place, or there's something um, in me that I need to correct. Maybe it's a skill that I need to build, or maybe it's an area I need coaching on, or maybe there's a lack somewhere that that I'm things that I'm identifying as important for some reason aren't getting done and that's how I know okay there's a gap there I need I need to get help either get help with it or improve that that area
0: and do you uh, categorize your life into different areas so whether it be something specifically for work or finance or health or whatever
1: I do. Yep. So each action has an action category. So it's either a finance activity or it's a marketing activity or it's a sales activity or it's an operations activity. So all of them um, are, you know, depending on the the functional area of my, of my business.
0: And then do you have a kind of this is another question, because I think a lot of people when they first get into goal setting, I've definitely fallen foul of this. You suddenly write loads of stuff. You're gonna, you think, oh, look, at the, look, at all of the time in a week. I'm going to write all of these things down. And then you never get any of it done because what you thought was going to take 10 minutes takes four hours and <laughs> so how do you how do you manage that how do you manage your own expectations um through what you can achieve in a in a week or a month or or longer
1: yep i think that's a it's a process you 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 get to know yourself like i know if it has anything to do with writing it's going to take me longer because that's not my favorite thing to do right <laughs> but if it's again if it's like Editing a podcast, and I'm uh, allotting an hour. I know I could get that done in an hour, but uh, you, you know, over time, you you know yourself. Mm-hmm. So again, I know that depending on the task, the time I think is going to take to just double it. Like if, if it's writing show notes, for example, yep. um, again, not my favorite thing to do. So if, <laughs> if, if I if I know, if I think that it's going to take about thirty minutes, I just I'll add an hour because I'll get distracted and I'll go do some other things. And I, I know that it's going to take. Very familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I've definitely learned that writing isn't isn't my favorite thing to do either. Yep. Um, but you can't avoid it most of the time. They need to do need to do some. And, and if anything, it's probably good to go through some of the pain because as you go through the pain, you get better and you will become quicker. Um, yep. And second, I would second also that if it's something you're learning, um, you know, say it's just you're working on a skill or something like that. I definitely found allow extra time for for what you think because you want to have the time to be able to read and digest and, and actually think it through rather than, well, I'm just going to do an hour. You, you, it's very hard to pick stuff up in just an hour. A well, school's testament to that, right? You change, yes. <laughs> change lessons every hour and you can't remember anything that you, yep. you learned at the start of the day.
1: Yep. I think it's important too that to give yourself time to rest and to take a walk. Um, like most of the, the tasks that I'm um, assigning myself, I do it at 45 minute intervals. Um, so that gives me some time to kind of decompress, to think about um, something other than work. Um, and, you know, now it's, it's still nice out here in uh, Wisconsin. So, you know, I'll go for a walk around the, the office or, or go talk to a human being or, or something other than staring at my computer. So, um, so I think, uh, again, just knowing yourself. Some people, they can go an hour and 45 minutes and, and be just fine me I know it takes me about 45 minutes and then I'm ready for a, for a mental break so um, it's important to know yourself
0: yeah it is and, and, and also not be too rigid I guess I mean, you know if you're in the flow and it's and it, and it and whatever you're doing you're enjoying it and you feel energized keep going if you don't it's probably a sign to give it a rest and, and try something else for a little while <laughs> yep I'm, I'm like you you know if I get if I get too if I end up stuck in something I'm, I'm not massively enjoying I can distract myself pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. What, what, in, so when you've been running, since you've started the podcast and you've had interviewing all of these different people and, and the original purpose of interviewing entrepreneurs and having these conversations, what are some of the key lessons you've learned, theme, themes that you picked up from the different conversations that you've had?
1: Man, that is a loaded question. I, I have a um, middle folder full of my notes i i could write a book um so how do i distill that down to one or two wow um i think one of the other key other key themes that you see from people with
0: you know they've reached a you know depending on where they 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 are on their own particular entrepreneurial journey the things that have kind of oh yeah they all do that kind of thing and
1: Yeah, most, uh, one of the themes is a daily routine. Um, I found that a lot of successful people have a daily routine. It's the thing or things that they do every single day and they keep to that schedule. Um, The other thing that is kind of a a theme is, um, and we talked a little bit about it, was adaptability. Understanding the market, understanding what the market needs, not what you think it needs, Mm -hmm. but what it actually needs and understanding how to get that need to the market, and, and it's in essence that is entrepreneurship, is being able to read the market. What does the market need, and how do you give the market what it needs? Um, so that adaptability and really understanding uh, the market will be one of the other things. Um, the other thing that I've that I've noticed with um, what I call successful business owners is the passion. They're they're passionate about not only the thing, but the process of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big journey guy. Like winning a championship, if I'm a basketball player, is is awesome. But for me, it's the journey to get there. That that's the whole game. You know, the end the end result is is fine. You know, obviously we all want to win the championship, the proverbial championship. But it's the journey that that I found that a lot, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to that's the game they love the journey they love the process of entrepreneurship
0: i think it's interesting you say that because since i've been doing this and uh different things i read and people that i've spoken to i've definitely picked up on 100 percent that's one of the, the the defining factors is when you start to analyze people like even like go to the right pinnacle of the of successful business people like jeff bezos it's there is no there is no end goal it's all it is all journey every single thing is a is the journey and i think we for whatever reason is probably through you know school again competition is all about the result and so we try to avoid the journey um and, and we're always trying to find how do we shortcut the journey you mean you think about how many posts and things like this hack to you know basically get around you i don't think you can Truly, shortcut the journey, and if you do it, it falls down at the other end. Or you find that they actually the goal isn't as fulfilling as as you thought it might be. So, yeah, I second that journey. And I, and I it's a great reminder because when it, when you when you're having a day where you feel like you're not getting anywhere, to
1: remember that that's the point.
0: <laughs> it's quite helpful. It makes the it makes the discomfort more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah,
1: and 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 that is life, right? I mean, hundred yeah. percent. Nobody knows what the end of this looks like. No. like nobody's come back and said oh you know when you when you die here's what happens no yeah. i mean some people think they know right i i hope i know well, you don't know no one knows so you yeah. you should probably enjoy the journey right <laughs> you don't know what the what the prize is
0: this is very true i love that analogy um i think we we too spend f- so much time of our so much of our lives looking into a point in the future or a point in the past and and missing what's going on now and I think that's why as we grow older, we start, we, God, the years go faster. It's probably because we're not looking at the one we're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So talk about, someone you know, you as we mentioned earlier, kind of moving into the rebrand and, and kind of helping other people start podcasts. Um, and if some, someone's listening to this now and maybe they're an entrepreneur and they think, Oh, actually um, a podcast would be good for my business, or maybe it's just somebody who wants to start a business. How do you go about, Helping someone get started.
1: That's a interesting question. Um, I kind of start the same way. I start with setting my goals. We we start with the end in mind. What is the what is the goal? And then we work our way backwards. Right. So everything down to the format of the show is all informed by what that goal is. For some people, they just want the experience of meeting people. Okay, great. So we'll we'll set you up with an interview show. We'll help you uh, set up. You know a um, um, a, a format that that works for that will set help you set up a checklist so that you know. Um, here's how you uh, reach out to the per- people. Here's how you uh, orient them uh, in. Here's how you set up your scheduling system. X Y Z. Um, you know, for people who are running brands, who it's more of a business um, in re- result. Again, we kind of set up the the end goal and then work our way backwards.
0: And uh, you help them with understanding the production and and all of the technical kind of elements how, how do you help them with that
1: yep it depends on the person <coughs> excuse me some people don't want to touch the tech with a ten foot pole f- so they they come to me and say hey elsie hey I don't want to understand that stuff. You take care of it, and I'll just do the interview. Um, but there's some people who uh, it's more of a done with you, where they they want to understand the you know the tech, or they want to understand how to edit. And we we work with people where they are. You know, if you're a complete DIY, you want us to teach you the A to Z, we can do that. Or if you're completely done for you, you don't want to do anything. We can we can serve you that way as well.
0: And how's that? How's that changed? uh in recent times i assume that throughout a period of the last six months at least more of what you've been doing has been remote than maybe you had you'd done before how have you had to adapt
1: yeah th- this year march was different for uh, for um the brand because a lot of my marketing and outreach was shaking hands and kissing babies. That's that's what I do. <laughs> um, that's why people call me the mayor of podcast town, because I'm shaking hands <laughs> and kissing babies. That's what I do. And how do you move your business forward when you can't shake hands or kiss babies, right? Um, and so we had to adjust. There was a lot of Zoom, Zoom calls, a lot of remote uh, production sessions. It's a lot of remote training, um we launched a uh, the group program the group program that i i was telling you about earlier um where it's i'm i'm coaching people in a um, social media type platform so they're asking questions of the group and i'm you know i'm on there and I'm, i'm answering questions i'm giving guidance um you know we have weekly zoom calls where um we're talking about our challenges and helping each other work through those so um to answer your question i mean everything had to go virtual you know it it just had to because um, more, more people uh, couldn't come face to face. That's changing slowly now um, where I have some clients who are coming into the studio in person now, which is great because I get to actually see human beings again. Um, so I, I'm seeing a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of being able to um, shake hands. Maybe not kiss babies for a while. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the no, end of next year. <laughs> Kissing's <laughs> not the question for a while. Yeah, to... kiss, kissing babies oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Fist bumps and. Uh... Yeah elbow nudges and yes <laughs> it was gone bad yeah was it and as productions from a production perspective you know you were doing the done for i assume a lot of that was like you were saying people coming into the studio record and then you can produce it for them and then how does it work how's it worked for for those for those kind of customers who can't come to the studio
1: yeah, for those, what we do is we help them with the with the tech side of things. Um, and thankfully, you know, you don't need a ton now to, to have a solid, you know, um, high-quality uh, program. So basically, we just work with them on where they are. Uh, maybe they need um, a USB microphone. Maybe they need a little bit more. Um, and I'm typically on the phone with them. Um, kind of in the background as they're kind of working through the tech, making sure they have everything they need so that they can just show up and perform and, and not have to worry about anything else.
0: Cause it, yeah, it must be, uh, it must be quite challenging. It must be quite frustrating and challenging from your own perspective. You're so used to be able to deliver one type of service to be able to evolve and make sure that your customers still feel like they're getting the same level of service from a remote location.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's been six or seven months now. So we're, we're kind of in that, in that groove now. now. Yeah. yeah. So it, and, and just when you think that it's, you know, you're in your groove, it'll go back to the <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. It, it keeps you on your toes for sure.
0: Yeah. What do you, how, and, and what's that, what's the, the adaption, slow adaption back been like?
1: It's been strange. You know, it, I, don't, I don't know if the, I can think of any other word for it because it's just weird to not be able to engage people in person. It, it's just I've never experienced anything like this where, you know, you meet somebody and you don't know where to shake their hand or give them an elbow. It's like it's just weird, you know, and, and all the cleaning every time, you know, we have a guest in the studio. I wipe everything down and you know clean everything and um I had a guest come in once and he's like he's choking from the fumes of the, of the cleaning he's like man what is what did you do in here but that you know that's the world that that we live in you know you, you want to make sure that um you're doing your your part to keep everybody safe, safe. so um it's just strange
0: it's, it's a very very weird weird time but hopefully at some point, we'll get back to some level of normality, whatever that means for us. But yeah, it would be nice to not have that awkward, uh, (laughs) (laughs) even with people you know, and you haven't seen for a while. It's kind of like, now what do we do? Because some people are are quite comfortable. Some people are not comfortable. And it's just, there's a complete unknown until somebody says it's okay again, which could be a while. Uh, I think we're going to be living in a funny old world. Um, Before we go on to some of the uh, standard questions, are there any other key from all the conversations that you have from your own experiences? Um, if there's somebody who's looking to go on either an entrepreneurial journey or like I said before, like a starting a podcast, what advice would you give to that person? If it's the the younger version of you starting out again, what are the, I don't know, top five, 10 things, whatever it is that you would recommend, uh, people consider or, or, or lessons to take on board?
1: Um, I always tell people, make sure that you understand why, why you are doing it? I mean, that could be starting a business that could be starting a podcast. Mm -hmm. That could be a relationship, (laughs) um, really understand why, because your, your, why is going to carry you through when it gets, when it gets hard and it will get hard. Um, I, I think the other thing, again, adaptability, um, and being, being nimble, keep, keep your costs down as, as much as humanly possible. Um, be open. Be open to, to it looking different than you thought it would look. Um, oftentimes where you end up looks nothing like where you thought it, you, you know, it feels nothing like you thought it would feel. It, it, it's just, it feels different. Um, I would say also study. Make sure that you're, you're, you're getting people in your life, whether that's a coach or a mentor, Um, Or somebody who can look at your your business, your podcast, whatever it is, um, objectively and can help you identify blind spots. We all have them. And I know for some people it's hard to uh, admit, but we all have them, blind spots, the things that we don't see um, that your your coach can help you identify. I think having a coach will help you grow faster and it'll help you grow more efficiently. Um, It's an investment, but it's definitely worth it um so those those would be my top things and and i would say enjoy the ride um it goes by so fast like 2016 ish when when i started enterprise now it's 2020 the end of 2020 and it's just gone by so fast and and to see the brand where it is now with podcast town um you couldn't have told me when i started that this is where we would be so um just enjoy it just enjoy the the moment and um and and live in the moment
0: that is that's that is great advice i think uh too we, we discussed this already and but too often do we miss what's right in front of us now and, and enjoying wh- where we are and what we're what we're trying to do that, and the growth that comes from challenge right so yeah really really good um so i have a few uh standard questions that i'm gonna fire at you and get your take so uh You kind of covered this through the conversation that you had with other people and about routine do you have a morning routine of your own and if you do what does it look like you're talking to me bloody early at the moment so (laughs) that must be messing some of your routine up, i'm sure
1: yeah i'm still i'm still crafting it It, it's kind of half developed Mm -hmm. um but i i like to be up by by 6 a.m. at at least like that's as late as i like to wake up um and i'm a big um person of faith so um for me it's every day i'm making sure that i'm praying that i'm centering that i'm um, appreciating the sunshine right i know that sounds woo woo but (laughs) but i think the 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 simpler you can make life um and things the easier it is to enjoy it right and, and not complicate it so much that it's hard to enjoy it. Like I, I literally enjoy feeling the sun on my skin, right? The, the most simplistic thing. Um, and making sure that I'm, you know, I'm reading God's word and making sure that I'm, I'm that relationship is, is on point and intact. Um, and then what I do is I kind of look at my day, um, what I have coming up, and I'm, 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 really again just centering and making sure that i'm i'm in the moment and enjoying everything um uh but that that's right now that's it what i need to add to that morning routine is exercise but i'm i'm working on it that this is a work on work in progress
0: (laughs) i think uh yeah i tend to do i tend to exercise kind of more mid-morning so i get up and i do other i i get kind of organized and and do the meditation and all that kind of similar similar to yourself um, and then I've definitely found that I want to do a bit of work and then do some exercise um, I've tried the, the exercise straight away and you can I just find that it takes me so long then between waking up and actually getting something done it seems to take forever and I'm wishing the exercise or the meditation or something else away so I've, I'm experimenting with a <laughs> mid-morning exercise
1: Got it. Can can I add one thing to my advice for people? Um you and you, you make you made a good point in your in your statement just now. Um knowing yourself is probably oh my goodness, it, it it is the whole game. You know, you can look at somebody else and what they do and how they do it, but you really have to understand what works for you. So just want to add that in there.
0: hundred percent. Yeah, I think and that's, uh, that you, you do have to take the time to experiment. And, you know, one of the reasons for asking this question is because there's quite a variety of ways in which people start the day. What you always see online is, oh, you've got to start, you've got to be up at 5 a.m., you've got to run a marathon, you've got to do all of these kind of things. And actually, lots of people start in a different way. But what is consistent is most people have a deliberate morning. Um, and then it's so it's working out okay well deliberate morning seems to be a good idea how do other people do it and what could i possibly take from there and try it and see if it works for me because there are a million different ways of of starting your day right so it's good to get the insight of of different people
1: yep um three books you'd
0: recommend and why
1: i love the e-myth um because it it really breaks that now yeah Yes, it really breaks down what what I think is probably the reason why a lot of businesses fail is because they're trying to be the technician they're trying to be the the manager they're trying to be all of the things and and this goes back to what we were just talking about um, self uh, awareness you know you got to know am I the technician am I the manager which who who am I right and and really apply that to to their business um, the other one is um, Who Moved My Cheese. <laughs> um, I, I love that one because it, it really helps with, the, with focus and really just paying attention and being aware of your surroundings and your business and being objective and understanding what is actually happening, not what you think is happening, what you feel is happening, what's actually happening and paying attention. Um, and the last one is What the Heck is EOS um, by um, Gino Wickman. This book changed my my life professionally. It it gave me the structure around how do you how do you run an organization operationally. Um, that series he has a series. It's the entrepreneur um, uh, no, entrepreneur. Um, forgot the what the uh, EOS stands for, but it's a it's basically a system. Of how to operate and run your business, um, and I adopted that and love it.
0: I'm going to look that up. I've never heard that book. Never heard of that book. So good recommendation. Um, three people that you either follow or listen to um, that you recommend people checking out. It could be it could be a podcast. It could be social channel. It could be anything.
1: Um, three people, or um, I like Gary V. I like. I like the way he sees the world. Um, I don't follow a ton of people just because I, I tend to be the the kind of person that um, I think independently. So I, I don't seek out, you know, hey, I wonder what so-and-so thinks. I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of just marching by the beat of my own drum, yeah. <laughs> you know, in my own life experience. Um, but Gary V is one of, one of the people who it he the way he thinks aligns with how i think he's like he always tells people you're going to die right like it's the journey again and like i said before we don't know what the what what the end looks like like we don't know when the end's coming and we don't know what it looks like so you probably should enjoy uh the journey now and he you know a lot of the things that he teach teaches kind of uh, you know aligns with that um the other person and i don't necessarily follow him but Richard Branson is one of those entrepreneurs that um, really inspire me. It's like he started a gazillion companies, <laughs> you know, and he's just again, you talk about adaptability, you know, and knowing yourself and enjoying the journey. I mean, he embodies all of all of those things.
0: Yeah, he does. It's, I've I've always followed Richard for a long time, partly because when I grew up, he was quite. Uh, you know, a PR face for all of his businesses. He was always trying to fly a hot air balloon around the world or race, race a, a boat across the Pacific or something ridiculous all, the, all of the time. And so that was kind of, he was a household, obviously a household name and, and, he, and, and a British guy. So one of the few, <laughs> most, of, most of the big entrepreneurs tend to come from the States. Uh, I'll let you off on two for that one.
1: Okay, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three um, three good habits or disciplines that you've adopted into your life that you think have kind of made the difference or made a difference to you.
1: Yep. Um, prayer for sure, number one. Um, I would say belief in myself and getting coaching. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the game-changers for sure.
0: I think uh, all of those are under underutilized and underrated yep you can start digging into that stuff Uh, three tools or systems apps softwares whatever you want to call them but three things that you use all of the time now that you couldn't live without
1: yep Um, I live by my calendar Um, literally (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) Um, so schedule once is my calendar uh, software. I, you know, David, I don't know where I'd be if I had to go back and forth with emails. You know, what about Friday at 1? No, that doesn't work for me. How about Thursday at 2? It, it just drives me crazy, just the thought of it. Now I can just send out my link. Here are the times I'm available. Pick a time that works for you. Done. It automatically sends reminder. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it, I love it. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I, I love, love, love is I, um, when it first came out, I bought the, uh, the Rodecaster Pro um, board. David, this is the best board ever. They thought of everything. You know, I used to have three or four different pieces of equipment when I would go to do on-site recording. Mm-hmm. I would have to have my headphone app. That was separate. Um, amp, that was separate. I had my mixer, which was again, separate. Then I had the the microphones and all the different stuff. So at the end of the day, there were like three or four different pieces of equipment that I would have to plug in, set up, uh, sound check and all that good stuff. The Rodecaster Pro, I plug it in, I turn it on and everything that I need is right there in that one unit. It just saves me a ton of time. I standardize around, you know, uh, when I'm recommending to clients, I absolutely love that piece of equipment. Um, the third thing that I use tool is Canva. It is a game changer. It helps me when I'm doing any, any of my graphics, um, tweetables, uh, social cards, all that stuff. Um, I'm always in Canva.
0: Yeah, I think I, there's very few people that I ever speak to that don't live in Canva these days. <laughs> and that, just one simple feature, like their um, smart background remover is unbelievably good yep it's way better than most other tools that uh removing background so yeah if, if you're not using canva already you're, you're way behind yeah uh, and, it's,
1: and it's cost effective yeah it is
0: it's it's super good value and <laughs> why wouldn't you use it so the, the last question um is if you had an hour with anybody dead or alive
1: who would that one person be Whew, that's a that's a really good question who um I w- I would say Malcolm X. And I would want to know he he talk about going against the grain, mm-hmm. right? And and just being dead on with his evaluation of of everything. I would just want to observe. I mean, I don't I don't know that I would ask him or I could muster up the courage to ask him a question. <laughs> but I would just want to observe how how he you know, exists and, and just kind of um, sit back and just watch how how he interprets and expresses um, life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that I would be able to, to ask a, a good question. Uh, my question probably wouldn't sound like a cohesive thought, <laughs> um, but, but I would just want to observe and, and just kind of watch him in action.
0: I think it'd be interesting if someone like him were around today, with everything that's going on, with the virus, with the the Black Lives Matter stuff, with everything that's happening, to see someone, you know, what fifty years on, forty years on from when he was killed, to to now to see what his take would be would be, I think, fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I often wonder. You know, you look at that era. A lot yeah. of the the guys and. And, and women who were uh, at the forefront, they, are, they would be in their 70s or 80s now. And I often wonder what, how, how, how would they view the progress? Like, have we made progress? Are we in the same place? And, and I often wonder what they would, what they would think about um, where we are today.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the same thing. I was watching, a couple of months ago, I was watching uh, an Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali, documentary and obviously he was close with malcolm x and stuff and i was back then thinking we've you know you watch watch what muhammad ali was talking about at the time and you think yeah we've made some progress and then in other areas you think have we gone backwards and i would just be fascinated to see their, their take on it all. um right before we disappear um where can people find out more about you uh podcast town enterprise now if, if they just want to dig into that um where can where can people find find out more
1: uh the best place will be the website uh, podcasttown.net uh or you can email me at mayor@podcasttown.net at nice. or you can you can give me a call 262-278-0535
0: i love i love the email address <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's awesome that was, it's been amazing thank you very much for for giving up your time
1: no problem thank you for having me oh, it's
0: been great thanks Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to hear more similar episodes, head over to pocketmastermind.com where you'll also find the links mentioned in this conversation. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review. It will really help us to get our message out and let more people know about these episodes. So leave us a review, leave us a rating, hit the subscribe button and please share with your friends. Until next time, thank you again for listening.